Hi, I'm Tony Mala, and welcome to the ASA Podcast, a program for automotive professionals that helps keep you ahead of what's now, what's new, and what's next in the business of automotive service and collision repair. This podcast is brought to you by the Automotive Service Association, dedicated to driving your success. And we'll be sharing information, insight, and inspiration that will not just help you make a living, it will help you make a difference. Hi, I'm talking today with Fred Hules, the owner of Tech One Auto in Peoria, Arizona. Fred is the chairman-elect of the ASA National Board and is very active in the ASA Arizona affiliate. And we thought this would be a good time to check in with some ASA members around the country to see how they're doing as the country starts to reopen from the lockdown caused by the coronavirus pandemic. Hey, Fred, welcome to the show. Hey, Tony, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, as I said, things are starting to open up around the country, and we'd like to get a pulse on what's happening in local areas. So let's talk about what's going on in Arizona from your perspective. Well, cool. Thanks for having me. Well, let's first talk about what ASA Arizona has been doing during the pandemic to help our ASA members stay abreast of developments over the last two months. Well, one of the big things is just the dissemination of information. As you know, we, we are tremendously blessed by having boots on the ground, if you will, in Washington, D.C. with our lobbyist, Bob Redding. Bob's been doing a yeoman's job, as well as a national staff, on getting information out as to what's happening and, and keeping us all apprised. Mm-hmm. And then once that information gets down to us, uh, you know, our director, uh, Diana DeLeon, she has been doing a great job of getting emails out typically every week, sometimes even, uh, even more than once a week on uh, letting us know what's going on and what opportunities and benefits there are available to us. Uh, that we can take advantage of these hard times, you know, with the PPP loan, mm-hmm. things of that sort, you know. So, and then there's also been getting together. That's been a great plus in, in, in talking amongst each other and how we can help each other out. Yeah, getting together is a big deal these days and not something we've been able to do. Has ASA Arizona been using video meetings like Zoom to talk to each other? You know, we have. I mean, that's one thing that we've been doing here on a local level. For instance, we've gotten together with the help of Malin Newton. He's been able to uh, help facilitate some meetings and getting information out so we could talk about what's going on, you know, some of the best practices and things of that sort. And then also, too, we had a, a local small business loan banker that we had here in the Valley that many of us have a relationship with that was actually able to uh, get on and through these digital meetings, you know, tell us the process and and what we could do with their bank, not only their bank, but other banks as well, getting us that help with the PPP loan. So the ASA Arizona members have been taking advantage of the stimulus support available from the federal government. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Many of us have. So, and many of us have had the loans funded. Some of us had taken longer than others, but you know, one thing that we learned early on is that the, the big banks were not the way to go. And the smaller banks were seemed to, to be quicker, you know, to get things rolling, you know, because this all happened so really, so fast, right? You know, and I, I remember Bob telling us on, on one of our board calls that, uh, you know, Washington typically doesn't work this fast. And, and uh, you know, things were just happening at a rapid pace and things got done. But the smaller community type banks seemed to be quicker in adopting, uh, you know, procedures and, and getting the, the loans funded, you know, through SBA. So... You know, we were able to share that information, and a lot of our members were able to, to get the, the resources through the PPP loan that they needed. You know, that PPP money has been a lifesaver, along with the extensions to the unemployment insurance for many businesses and employees. Yeah, 
And I echo your thoughts on Bob Redding, who does a great job representing the interests of ASA members in Washington, D.C. You know, when they were writing the legislation deciding what businesses were considered essential, Bob was right there to make sure that automotive repair shops were included on that list. We hear quite frequently, you know, what value do I get from being a member of ASA? What does it mean to me? You know, and unfortunately, in times like this, you know, it really comes to the forefront. Well, this is what it really means because, you know, we all know, I'm saying we, I'm using a blanket statement, but I'm sure many of us shop owners have friends and there are other business owners and other industries that have no idea what's going on and how to take advantage of what's being afforded us by Congress. You know, the membership is, you know, especially in these times is invaluable right now, you know, so, but you know, a lot of times we forget how much it does, uh, can help us, you know, and having Bob back there is just, you know, where would we be if we didn't have him? Uh, Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I guess it's human nature that when times are good, you tend to forget all the help you got along the way. Yeah. But one of the big values of a national association like ASA is information. Right. How do you describe the value of being able to stay on top of what has been something none of us have ever experienced in our lifetimes? You're right, Tony. You know, I was able to help out a particular friend of mine that's in the financial services industry, and he kind of heard what was going on. But, you know, I was able to, hey, this is who you need to talk to. Here's a copy of the application. You know, so he was able to get one of his staff on it and, you know, and was able to get funded here on the second go around because the money ran out the first time. But even then, you know, so an industry like him, I'm sure there are associations and whatnot, but it was through what we learned, what I learned through our association with the ASA that, you know, was able to help out a, a fellow friend. Well, I think one of the hallmarks of ASA since the beginning is that high level of involvement, particularly at the national level. You know, ASA is still the only national association of its kind with an office in Washington, D.C., And this is the type of situation where that really pays off and is really important. Right. But we talk about sharing information, networking, uh, being a community, really, working together to get through this. And I'm, I'm curious. A lot of shops that I talk to mention best practices. What are Arizona ASA members doing to protect their customers and employees now that we're opening back up and, and everybody's going back to work? Yeah. So because of being an essential business, you know, what we were doing, a lot of us shared information amongst ourselves, you know, Hey, what are you, what are you going to do? What maybe we should do as a, as a shop to help protect our, you know, not only our staff, but also our customers, you know, we want to make sure that people feel comfortable about coming in here and uh, having us work on their vehicles. Early on, I mean, it was just, you know, there was all sorts of things flying around of what this virus does and how it can be transmitted. And of course, as time goes on, we're learning more and more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the big thing is I don't think you can take enough precautions, you know, to help protect people. So, you know, many things we're trying to offer a, a touchless type service, you know, where we could deal with each other on the phone, email, text, whatever you want. We can pick up and deliver your car, you know, where we will uh, sanitize the vehicle be- uh, before our people touch it or get people wear you know, gloves when they're working on your car. Once we would get done with the repairs and all that stuff could be done over the phone, you don't have to come in. I'll be done text, email, whatever you prefer with the customer. So, and then once all the repairs done, we sanitize the vehicle and then deliver it back to them. Other people we've been able to offer rides. We're still using Lyft, you know, and telling people, hey, if you're, if you're going to use Lyft, make sure you wear a mask because they appreciate that. People are, you know, riding in our, even our own shuttle van. You know, another thing that we're doing too, is, you know, they can, we can leave the car outside and they can pick it up after hours. You know, many of us have cell phone lockers that we can lock the keys up inside the locker so they can pick up after hours and everything can be secure. 
Another thing that we've done, a lot of our members have done, is also gotten with our credit card processors so that we can offer a way that they can pay for their bill via text message. So, oh. so they, they, they don't have to come in. We don't have to take the card number over the phone because some people don't feel comfortable with that. And they can do it all electronically and, and it's very secure. So that's worked out really well for us. And many of our members have adopted such practices. And it was all about talking with each other and, and coming up with, hey, this is what I'm doing. Well, what do you think about this? That type of thing. So many of us were talking on the phone with each other while all this stuff was going on to put up a plan. So, What do you think is going to stick? We've been doing concierge service for years. It's nothing new. Mm-hmm. But the cleaning service is different. And the contactless customer service, some shops have told me, actually has some productivity advantages. Yeah. Do you have a feeling for what might be the part of the new business models that emerge after the COVID crisis? I can tell you that I think it all is going to depend on where you're at and what your location is and what type your customer base is, right? So I know that for me in in the area that I'm in, I still, um, my customer prefer that relationship-based transaction, right? Where they come in the shop, they're greeted with a smile. How you doing? You know, how's the kids? You know, that type of thing, right? So that that for us is never going to go away. But there is going to be that one segment of the population, your busy professional that, you know, is going to, or other types of people that might just prefer that, hey, I'm so busy, you know, what can we do to get in and out, that type of thing. It might prefer the efficiency of, uh, of the touchless concierge type service. So I think we're going to see more of it, you know, and I guess maybe as the the population gets older, we might see more and more of it come to different shops. But I'm sure it just all depends what your market's like. Well, we seem to be moving more towards a do-it-for-me society, largely due to the growing older population as the boomers retire. And that was happening long before the pandemic. But, you know, when I ask how much business has dropped in the past two months, most shops say about 30%, and a lot of it's coming back. Now, the shops that actually closed have a different story to tell, but your shop didn't have to do that, right? No, we never closed. I mean, we were one of the fortunate ones. So I do have some friends, you know, a friend that's got a shop in Ann Arbor, Michigan that closed down. Another one up in Portland, Oregon that closed down that, that, that I know of personally. They're starting to come back with uh, limited staff, but we're fortunate. We didn't shut down. Now, we had a very, very strong first quarter, mm-hmm. a record first quarter for us. But the month of April is when I think our governor announced a stay-at-home executive order probably about the, oh, I don't know, it was the 18th or 19th of March. And it really started hitting us towards the last couple of days in March. And then all of April, we were way off. But fortunately for us, things started getting relaxed a little bit. And our, our May is, so we had, our, we had a record May. So we're right back on track. So we're really excited and I'm actually looking to put on a couple more staff so to keep up with the growth. So we're, we're really excited for the future. So I hope it keeps going. Yeah. Well, that's great news. And I hope it keeps going. It seems you're seeing more customer traffic, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know the restaurants uh, have been opened up now for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are, are, are taking advantage. And, I, and my heart goes out to the, the businesses that had to close down. I couldn't imagine being in that position. Mm especially some of these restaurants, you know, so, you know, got a couple of restaurant owners that are friends of mine. And, and uh, I, I just, I just don't know how they're going to make it. It's, it's just tough. So my thoughts and prayers go out to those folks and uh, hopefully everybody can uh, get through all of this. 
Yeah, I've heard a lot of stories like that from other shop owners. A lot of them are reaching out to their local business communities to help as much as they can. Yeah. Yeah, take out lunches, whatever they can do. Exactly. You know, one of the things that we did because of the take home, you know, a lot of these restaurants, that's all you could do, pick up and take home or delivery. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that we do in our shop is that, you know, for our customers that spend at or over our, our average repair order, we send them a little gift. And what it used to be was movie tickets. Well, the theaters were closed, right? You couldn't go to a movie. Yeah. Uh, so what we did is we uh, supported one of our local pizza shops and we bought gift certificates, you know, from the pizza shop. So, that, and we gave those to our customers that, as that gift, that thank you gift. So that's the kind of thing that we were doing, try to support the local, you know, especially the restaurant tours. And uh, that's what we continue to do to this day. So just try to, to help everybody out. You know, that's a great idea. And a gift certificate for something that normally would be takeout makes great sense. Yep. You know, a couple of other things I'd like to touch on before I let you go. I've talked to a lot of shops about what they were doing during the downtime when business was slower, but they were still open and and kept their employees. And what I hear a lot is, well, we've been taking advantage of a lot of the free training that's available. Have you done that as well? and, And did you find it useful? You know, some of the guys that my techs have been taking advantage of that too, you know, taking advantage of the training and we're very grateful to, uh, you know, the training suppliers, you know, such as World Pack and some of the other guys that have put forth the training. It's just been stellar stuff. So we're really appreciative of that. You know, I know ASA has been doing some stuff too, so that's been really good. So we're appreciative. But, you know, also another thing we've been doing is trying to keep the guys busy. So we've taken the time to you know, do some sh- uh, shop projects, you know, and, and kind of get things tidied up the way we want them and some, you know, reorganization. So that's been really helpful because I, I know right now when things are starting to get busy again and we're starting to rock and roll, you know, our efficiency and our processes have improved because we've taken that time in, in order, you know, to make things work a little bit better here in the, in the physical plant, if you will. Yeah, that's something else I heard. The businesses never look better. Yeah. Everything is organized now, probably for the first time since I've opened. Yeah. I equate it with what I'm seeing in my own neighborhood where all the lawns are manicured and all the cars are clean because they've run out of things to do in the house. Yeah. Well, you know, you think about it. Well, one thing that I noticed when all this downturn, you know, I would go to, to our local Lowe's, you know, right? And uh, they, they were busier than ever. I mean, people were taking that time to do some projects around the house. And, and so, uh, you know, a lot of people were fixing up things. So. Well, Fred, this has been great. I know we're running short on time. So any final words of advice for the shops that are starting to see their customers again? Anything you've learned from this experience that you'd like to share? Well, you know, I think the thing is, is that just to remember, hey, we're in the people business and that's what it's all about. We got to make sure that we do things to keep everybody safe and we keep their vehicles on the road so that they can do what they got to do. I mean, we got we got a real important job. I mean, you know, no different than, a, you know, a doctor or nurses on some of those other frontline people. They got an important job too, but we do as well. So, you know, we're real privileged to be able to take care of our customers and we appreciate their, their business. And, and uh, I think that that's what we got to remember, that we're all in the people business. But also too, the value of us being in an association such as ASA and the way we can get information and and have friends and a network that we can rely upon to help each other get through this tough time is, is just invaluable. So I think this time has just showed us, you know, how, how much value that ASA brings to us and, and, and in our local network and, and our uh, ASA Arizona affiliate is just invaluable. Well, we tend to be at our best when we're under pressure, like in the current crisis. Absolutely. Yep. 
And that's reflected very well in the ASA members like yourself and all of the ASA Arizona team. Well, Fred, we really appreciate your time you spent with us today and wish you and your team the best going forward. And we just might want to check back in from time to time if that's okay. Well, thanks again for having me, Tony, and uh, I look forward to it. We've been talking with Fred Hules, owner of Tech One Auto in Peoria, Arizona, and chairman-elect of the ASA National Board of Directors about what he's seeing in his local area as America continues to get back to work. Fred, thanks again for joining us today. Thanks, Tony. Take care and have a great day. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you're brand new to the ASA podcast or if you've been here before, I encourage you to subscribe so you won't miss some of the great things we have coming up in our future episodes. Just hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening and you'll be good to go. If you enjoy our podcast and find our content valuable, make sure to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening to this. And if you're an automotive service facility shop owner listening to this podcast and you'd like to know more about ASA, I invite you to visit our website at asashop.org. I'm Tony Mala, and thanks for listening.